Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, the podcast about success and failure, or failure and success, depending. Uh, today on the show, I have Joe Hill. I've known Joe for a, a number of years. Uh, we hung out in Norfolk together last time uh, we met. Joe, how have you, have you been? I've been well. Uh, it seems like a long, long time ago, but uh, it, <laughs> but it's it's uh, here in Norfolk continues to stay the same a little bit. But All right, well. I guess that's to be expected. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the, the, the idea of the podcast is just to talk to normal people who went through, uh, difficult stuff and how they solved it. So if you wanted to hop right in, tell, tell folks what you're, what you've been doing. Yeah. I, um, well, I, I met you, John, when I was developing an app, uh, for kids with autism, because uh, mm-hmm. I had two boys with autism and, um, I, I sunk, probably every penny I had <laughs> and every ounce of time that I had into that thing and um, worked with the development team as well as learning to develop myself. Mm-hmm. And um, on day one, uh, we sold exactly one app, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> despite a lot of press and a lot of, uh, a lot of time sunk into it. about two years of development sunk into it. So um that, that was a big letdown, but uh, I was just like, well, you know, that's, that's the nature of the business and just kept going. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and kept, uh, meeting up with people and going to various groups to, to talk about the app and what it is and tell my story. Um, and it just wasn't selling. And after about a year I was working two part-time jobs as a cleaner at night and at Best Buy selling phones in the daytime. Um, and after about three or four years and having to make the app free, which meant no revenue, um, basically just had to let the idea that it was going to be a business go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that was, that was pretty difficult because uh, all told it was about six years of that, of doing that, just beating my head against the wall and trying to make it work. Um, but it just didn't happen. So, um, so at that point, um, I was left with a choice. What, what do you do? Do you continue down this road and try to develop another app? Uh, which at that point, you know, in 2014 or so, the app landscape was very, very crowded, even in special needs stuff like I was working on. Um, or do you, um, do you try to find, take what you learned in that process and try to apply it? Um, and so I decided at that point that I wanted to make a shift from being a quote unquote idea guy and sales guy to uh, being a developer. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I started to, I still kept on with the part-time gigs because I knew I could do that and survive. Uh, but in my rest of my free time, rather than um, going to meetups and uh, talking with a lot of people and just, um, it's a lot of, you know, handshake time. I decided to go to a coffee shop and sit down with my, uh, very old laptop and, mm-hmm. uh, learn to develop, <laughs> uh, software. Um, and, uh, 
became very active in that and started to learn things like JavaScript and SQL and, and other things and uh, try to make a career out of it. So that's, so that's interesting. So, so you, you, the, the app didn't work, right? So it was at, at what point did you know that it didn't work? What was the, what was like the, what was the trigger? What told you that, Hey, maybe I'm not going to pull this off. Uh, I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was around the time that there was another iOS update and I didn't have anybody who could do the update for me. I didn't know how to do the update for the, even though it was very simple, I didn't know how to do that. I had always had people do that for me. And at that point, there was one last person on the development team that was still around, like the development shop that had finished up the app and had done a lot of the work had split up a couple of years before um, they were no longer in business. But one of the developers like, hey, I can help you with those updates, no problem. And I said, okay. And then after a certain amount of time, uh, that developer was like, look, I'm really busy. I just can't work mm -hmm. on your app anymore. Um, and I started to realize that I was kind of, it was just kind of dead in the water. There wasn't anywhere for it to go. There's going to be no new updates. I'm not going to be able to secure funding for uh, any any particular type of ideas that I had to make the app better. So it just seemed like it was uh, it just stalled inevitably. It was um, it, it it's kind of like a wake up call. Uh, there's no other options to go anywhere. So I think that was where I was at. What thinking back now. Did you need that specific wake-up call to tell you, "Hey, this I should stop"? Did was was there was there any chance? And I think this is I think this is a hard question. Was there any chance that at some point in that in that uh, that six years where mm. you saw you thought to yourself, um, "Look, this isn't working. I better I better I better cut I better cut and run," or were you too focused on the were you too focused on the thing to be able to see that? No, I, I think I think it was there. Um, when when you need money all the time, and you know you're down to donating plasma and and, and working, mm -hmm. uh, you know, odd jobs, um, you know that there's going to be a stopping point inevitably. I really believed in it, and I knew that it was getting a lot of downloads, even as a free app. So that to me was very encouraging. But I think the writing was on the wall of like, look, you're sinking all of this time in. Um, you just need to set. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Halt and Catch Fire, mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite one of my favorite tropes in that show was in season one. There's these two guys who are working on a printer driver, mm -hmm. which makes uh, dot matrix printers really fast. And uh, this was like in 1982 or 83. And then they cut to like 10 years later in season four, and those same two guys are still doing the, <laughs> are still doing the printer, at, you know. And uh, that always cracks me up because I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I think I did. I think it was a cross between those two guys and just being a little bit stubborn, um, mm -hmm. which I think everybody has in them if they're going to start their own business, uh, a little bit of stubbornness. And I, I think it finally just dawned on me at that point to stop. So would you do it again? Would you do the, would you, would, is it like the, like the squirrel that comes back after the gunshot? Would you, uh, would you get back on the entrepreneurial horse? I would. It, it's just that um, knowing what I know now, it's just uh, it, it's it's such a different landscape than it was, you know, even eight years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago, whatever. Um, it, um, I think, there was an excitement about what uh, mobile computing was doing with like the iPad and iPhone, and people were everybody was making games or little knickknack apps or things like that. 
I think what I would tell myself now, if I was back in time is it's a good side business. It's not a good full-time business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for every, you know, for every huge hit app, there was thousands and thousands of smaller apps that either failed or just were bringing in, you know, a hundred, 200 bucks of revenue a month for, for their creators. Right. So I think, um, I think if I had a giant idea now, I would try to do it myself as well. So I think mm-hmm. that would be, uh, I think that would be also a major difference is sit down with a book and learn how to do it myself. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's an interesting point that you did basically say to, to a lot of entrepreneurs will jump into, into something. And again, I don't want this podcast to be just about entrepreneurs, but I think there's an important part. If you're creating anything, uh, a lot of folks are, are jump into something and say, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be an artist. Uh, but not knowing the nitty gritty, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, of the, of the medium is a, is a detriment, I think. Right. Absolutely. I, I, there's so many rabbit holes you can go down as well. Cause there's so many variables, just like if you're a writer or an artist, right. There's a lot of people that will waste your time because they want to waste time and feel important. Right. Um, or, they'll promise money or promise connections to money or, and all of those things. If you're desperate for money or desperate for the ability to fund yourself, you're going to, you're going to follow along. Right. Mm-hmm. And within a, you know, a few hours time, you can tell if they're legit or not, but there was, there was quite a few meetings where I would sit down going, what am I doing here? This is crazy. You know, <laughs> I want to, I, and I was really focused on also just trying to make a really good product. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, it's it can be very frustrating if you are trying to um, do that uh, and learn as you go, um, and that's exactly what I was doing. It, it, but I don't I don't think it was a a bad situation. I just think it was one of those things where I just had no idea what I didn't know. So that took mm-hmm. you there. What's uh, what's next for what's next for you? Are you uh, are you gonna? Is, so the app is basically just is basically closed down. Is there anything else yes. that you're, that you see in, that you see in the future that could, that could, uh, that you could fail out again, maybe? <laughs> um, I'm sure. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. think, um, I, I've, I remember sitting down for lunch with a friend of mine, um, who is involved in the very small entrepreneurial space here, uh, in Norfolk. Um, and he said, uh, you have the scars. So mm-hmm. you now know what you need to do in order to make something succeed. And he's very right. Um, I have a few ideas, but um, one of the things that I've learned is um, to take care of yourself first um, and working with a team um, and just doing, you know, SQL reports and doing uh, SQL reporting um, has actually been very good for me. I've been able to pay back a lot of debt from that time, mm-hmm. um, been able to have a fairly stable life. So it's, um, uh, it's one of those things where, um, the, the landscape is so saturated now for entrepreneurs in the software space. It's, it's, uh, it would have to be a very good lightning bolt idea. Um, mm-hmm. and not, and not to, you know, criticize or anything else, but it just seems like <clears throat> the entrepreneurial space um, has become, um, it, it just seems to be so much low hanging fruit with things like cryptocurrency and NFTs. And you almost are seen as a charlatan right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 
one of the things that got me out of sales was you always have to have this mentality of, um, of closing a sale with no matter who you're with, whether it be a friend or an acquaintance or anything else. Um, they're just a, a dollar sign to you. Mm-hmm. And I never want to have that. I never want to have that mentality again. I just, uh, I, I think genuine connection with people is much more important than a, than a product, even mm. if it's a very good product. That's actually um, a good point about the, uh, I think, I think if you think about it, the, uh, the, uh, the, the toxicity of, of some entrepreneurial environments. Yeah. And I, I wish there was a way to, for it to be avoided. Um, because I, I, whether I'm doing software or whether I was working back with the app way back when I've always considered myself a product person above all else. I always want to make something that people are, it's going to make somebody smile when they open the box. Right. Um, and so uh, that genuineness is very important to me. Uh, and that it kind of has to have a naivety or a purity about it that might not be possible anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as much as I hate to admit it. <laughs> um, uh, but at the same time, um, I think that um, it's almost like how users dictate software. Um, those those um, those cultures, whether it be entrepreneurial or or, or whatever, are going to um, fix themselves. I think a lot of times um, we're seeing this in the NFT space, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Um, big names pumping up NFTs who are making a lot of money, and after a while, people just kind of catch on and no matter how much they pump it out or try to push it out, eventually it's kind of like people just take their hand and kind of just like wave it at them, like enough, mm-hmm. done, right? And then uh, everybody's on to the next thing. Um, I guess that's the nature of, uh, of business, but I think that that gives me a little bit of optimistic hope um, that, um, that people will, I, just like you and I, or who have been in, the, in that uh, world, uh, but there are also people who are who are not in the world, but can recognize something for what it is, and I and I I uh, kind of appreciate that. So, all right, Joe, where where can people f- see what you're working on now? Or how can they hire uh, you? Maybe they can hire you to build a new app. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm always I am always on Twitter. I talk about a lot of different things on there, but uh, they can always uh, hit me up there at Vintage Joe Hill, um, and uh, that is that is pretty much a great way to get in contact with me if they want to hire me or talk to me or, or consult. I'm always happy to uh, lend an ear and uh, I have a lot of experience with product and with um, either raising money or just trying to find a way in the, in the software world. So it's uh, I'm also really big on the learn to code movement, even though that's kind of fallen away a little bit, but I'm always happy to point people in directions that have been helpful to me. So. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this. This is one of the one of the topics I wanted to focus on. The idea that at some point you just have to, at some point in some cases, the 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 stars aren't aligned and it just doesn't work. Uh, and I'm glad you got to share that your experience with us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, this has been Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going.